0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to the Snookers In Podcast. I'm Dave Hendon. This is uh, a quick draw reaction. The first round draws been made for the World Championship. Before we get onto that, um, just a reflection on the two judgment days. All qualifying was fascinating, but judgment day, both of them delivered again. We had two black ball ten-nine finishes. Noppen Sencom knocked in the black to beat Zhangander and Joe Perry in the last match off. Knocked in the black to beat Mark Davis. Mark Davis needed, of course, the pink to keep his tour card and missed it and he's off the tour. Heartbreaking for him. Dramatic win for Joe Perry. It was fascinating. His sort of, his mood afterwards. Obviously delighted to qualify for the Crucible but the, the, the mixed emotions of relegating his great friend. It was real drama. Um, and uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the Judgment Day coverage. I was there with Rob Walker and Ken Doherty. Big thanks to Luke Productions and World Snooker Tour for all the hard work they put into making that production possible. There's a lot of people and a lot of technology needed to jump around the eight tables like that. And, uh, well, we all enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. Thanks for all the interaction. But the draw's been made, and I'm going to go down it in proper draw order. Not uh, not how it came out, because that's not the order of the draw. The order of the draw is number one seed at the top, and the number one seed, of course, is Ronnie O'Sullivan. And he's drawn Pang Junju. This was the last match out. And, uh, this is an interesting one because Pang has def- definitely improved this season. We, you know, we've seen him get to a quarter-final, a semi-final and a final in pretty quick succession. So, obviously winning a trophy is his next, uh, his next, uh, hope. This would be someone to win. I-, I think, if you're gonna draw anyone at the Crucible, a debutant is who you want really, because they've never played there before. He's walking out into the Lions den on the first morning against O'Sullivan. It's true I think Pang is a very, very good player, but and he did beat O'Sullivan actually in the championship leader. There's only that was only a four frame match. But it has to be said that in terms of okay, on paper it looks quite a tough draw, but taking into account the fact that Pang has never played at the Crucible, I, I find it hard to look past O'Sullivan there. We know that he's been talking about you know, he's got this elbow injury and all the rest of it. But I think in general, although it's not the easiest draw in the world. Maybe it's not the toughest either, in terms of who he could have got. He could have got a more experienced crucible player like, like Anthony McGill or even Dave Gilbert, who played last year. That didn't happen. And uh, it'd be interesting, I think, if Pan can make a good start. It's really about how much he believes he can win. got to shut out the fact you're playing the great Ronnie O'Sullivan. And whether he can do that, we will find out. I was impressed with him. He pulled away. He was four each uh, with Jusser in their, in their qualifying match, final round. And he pulled away very nicely. So uh, we'll see But um, Well we will see Because it's (laughs) going to be playing very soon On Saturday in fact Next up Ding Junhui Hussain Vafai This is a cracker Now a lot of people I think Were looking at A possible O'Sullivan-Ding matchup In the last 16 But uh, Ding's got his work cut out there Hussain Vafai He's a top top player Again I was impressed with His fortitude His attitude In that match uh, In the final qualifying round The other day Or yesterday Uh, against Jackson Page. It was a very open match, very attacking match, and uh, I I kind of fancy Hussain to win that. Ding, you know, he only just got in the top 16. His form hasn't been spectacular this season. He got to the UK final. He won the six Reds, but other than that, he's sort of been a little bit AWOL, and uh, there's not much to go on in previous meetings. It's one each, but I'm just going to... This is all, you know, I'm not asking anyone to do any wagering. This is all... Just fun, but the fire, I would not be surprised if he won that. And then, of course, he'd take on O'Sullivan in round two, as long as Ronnie beat Pang Junyu. Luca Broussel, Ricky Walden. Luca Broussel's never won a match at the Cruise Blue Five appearances. And uh, I think Ricky Walden's kind of the opposite of who you want to draw, really, to a debutant. He's got a lot of experience, former semi finalist. Um, I do feel, though, eventually Luca's going to break his duck, and why not this year? I mean, Ricky had a really good match with Tetra and he, he actually flew to red in the winning break he made went for a double got a treble um, but anyway he's, he's played some good stuff there but I just feel surely Luke has got to win a match eventually there so I'm just going to tip my hat towards him Mark Williams Jimmy Robertson uh, Jimmy Robertson was very impressive against Anthony Hamilton 10-2 it's not a result I think in terms of the scoreline a lot of people would have tipped uh, and there were quite a few upsets I mean Barry Hawkins lost uh, Steve Maguire lost you know there was some Joey Long losing to Ellis Lesser you know there's some Matches that maybe people didn't maybe see coming in terms of the score lines. Mark Williams, uh, you know, we know last year how well he played there. They played in the first round back in 2018. Of course, that was the year that Mark won his third title. I think, all things being equal, he will win that match. Judge Trump, Anthony McGill, this one catches the eye. It's a tough one for Trump. And a lot of people will say he's, he's, un, he's you know, under pressure to win that, and maybe that's an upset. He did beat McGill there last year, it's worth saying. He beat him in the second round. Close one, 13-11. Certainly Antti McGill is one of the players who you could see causing problems. I think no one wanted to draw him. Judd Trump has drawn him. We don't have any recent form for Trump to go on. He wasn't in the Tour Championship. He went out in the first round of the Players' Championship. uh, Lost to Jimmy White in the WST Classic. His form has not been there really since he won the Masters and probably should have won the World Grand Prix. But... You know, he's still a class player, of course he is. Last year got to the final, winner four years ago. I think it's a very difficult one to call. Um, I can understand why a lot of people will go for McGill. I do just slightly still fancy Trump to win, but not by much. Jack Lazowski, Nopin Sengam. Uh, Nopin Sengam, as I say, coming through on the final black against Yang Nop Ander. Nopin Sengam, I think he's a great addition to any tournament. He's such a happy chappy, isn't he? Just really humble and nice person to be in a tournament. Jack, people are waiting to see. Uh, you know, waiting for a breakthrough. I said we, on the in these previews we've been doing for the World Snooker Tour website, for me, he's either a first-round casualty or he gets to the semis. So there's probably no in-between. And I have to say, I do feel he could be under pressure against Nopon, who, you know, has beaten Sean Murphy in the first round. He's beaten Luca Paseo in the first round. He's a really good player. But, law of averages... Well, not law of averages, just my opinion. <laughs> I think Jack will get the win there. Robert Milkins, Joe Perry. Of course, Perry, the last man to qualify... These are the last two winners of the Welsh Open. Now, Milkin's going there uh, with the sort of different pressure of being a seed for the first time. Um, We'll be interested to see how he copes with that. I think it's not the worst draw in terms of, in fact, he knows Joe Perry. You know, they've played a lot of times and they've been around, and it's not sort of an uncomfortable sort of young player coming through and threatening him as such. So, I don't think it's the worst draw. Um, for, for, for the Miltman but he's going to be under it Perry obviously delighted to be there and could certainly win but again I'm just going to tip my hat towards the Miltman Sean Murphy, CJ, it <laughs> he had to be of course um, CJ We beat Murphy as an amateur at the UK Championship last season Sean Murphy said he didn't think amateurs should be in tournaments it was a huge story bigger than it needed to be really but anyway it went around and, and people had a lot to say about it Sean's been playing so well I don't re- I mean I really rate CJ. Wee I actually did tip him to qualify and I do feel that he's a really improving player and a dangerous player but I don't really see the logic of not going for Sean Murphy based on the fact he's just won the Players Championship and the Tour Championship into the bottom half Mark Allen against Fang Zheng Yi Fang Zheng is quite a difficult player to work out I mean he won the ranking event last season and hasn't done that much since but was really good he was 4-0 down to Steve Maguire showed a lot of Bottle and a lot of attitude and a lot of grit to turn that round Mark Allen is going there obviously off the back of a great season three ranking titles but he has a very poor crucible record in comparison to the other top players uh, one semi-final and he's kind of under pressure I guess this year to overturn that in every crucible there's a sort of result you don't see coming um, it, this could be the one I think Fang Zheng Yi could win that I'm not saying he will. Obviously, I don't know, but a lot of people will be sort of putting Mark Allen through a couple of rounds there. I don't think it's that simple. Um, So that could be the big upset, possibly. We'll see. Stuart Bingham, Dave Gilbert. This is sort of solid old matches that to start on Saturday morning. Gilbert was in good spirits actually after beating Matthew Stevens. That was a good match. Uh, Came through, you know, quite tight at the end, but he, he was pleased to qualify. It's been a difficult season for Gilbert. Bingham. Uh, He's got a good crucible record Obviously not just winning it But he's been in a semi-final, quarter-finals Not easy to beat there But recent form hasn't been great So maybe that could be one for the angry farmer Dave Gilbert possibly getting the win there Ali Carter, Jack Jones Jack Jones one of five debutants this year And the only British debutant He's been around a while And uh, it meant a lot to him to qualify Clearly it's a big deal to play there Ali Carter though I do feel you know his form is good again. he's back in useful touch, and I think again, he's playing a debutant, I think, with his experience and the pedigree, he's got at the crucible. Ali Carter is worth supporting there. Neil Robertson, Wu Wu are the youngest player in the field at 19. Neil Robertson obviously you know has often gone there in recent years. It seems like the last 10 years has gone there as one of the sort of top two favorites without actually winning it since 2010. This year he's had a quiet season. The theories are that may help him. We'll see. It's a tough one, that. He's play, it's a bit of a... I, I think that will either be Wu winning a classic 10-9 or Neil Robertson actually hammering him about 10-2. I don't think there's much in between. I can't really not go for Robertson. Karen Wilson, Ryan Day. <laughs> Ryan Day, of course, uh, sadly Scott Donaldson withdrew 4-0 down. He had uh, ill health and, and uh, recurrence of a tremor that... Uh, that he'd had after the, the COVID vaccine and, and he had a bad reaction and it gone away but it came back yesterday and Ryan Day of course he started with 146. I was pleased for him that he actually played well in the four frames because at least you know he hasn't just been put into the crucible draw he was playing well anyway. Karen Wilson, a lot of people feel could be the next first time winner. He of course had been runner up. Second round loser last year. Ryan Day, it's very he's very hard to predict. He seems his form seems to really vary quite massively between really, really good and actually quite poor what you need at the Crucible is a bit of a middle ground to get through these long matches so whether he can sustain a certain consistency remains to be seen and for that reason I'm going to have to go with Kyron John Higgins, David Grace David Grace played really well yesterday against Andrew Higgins he was very calm and controlled and great for him to book his second Crucible appearance six years after his first Higgins has had a difficult season Um, he's not looked his old self until relatively recently. Actually, he's been doing better recently. Um, again, it, with, his, with his record there, John Higgins, it's hard to go against him. But I do feel that'll be close. I don't think that's a runaway at all. I fancy Higgins to win a close one. Gary Wilson, Elliot Slessor, these two are great friends. Uh, you know, brilliant, brilliant uh, friends, practice partners. They won't be practicing together this week. I wouldn't have thought. Slessor was impressive, he's got a very good attitude at the moment, he beat Zhou 10-5 it was something of an upset in the final qualifying round really good win for him can he uh, sort of have the same attitude against Gary Wilson, of course Slessor played at the Crucible in 2020 um, but that was his debut but there was no crowd, it was Covid times so this is, he's going to experience the Crucible really for the first time as it should be maybe Gary Wilson would just have a bit too much for him but the dynamic there is of course there. Their friendship. I think they will set that aside. They're professionals. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Schleser won, actually. But I, having said that, I'm going to slightly tip the balance in favour of Gary Wilson and Mark Selby, Matt Selt. Matt Selt, has uh, qualified, I think, for the fourth time. Uh, Mark Selby, of course, is a four times champion. Um, Selt can certainly cause him problems, but if Selby's on his game, I feel he would control that match. So I can't really go against Mark Selby. So, where does that leave us? Well, <laughs> it leaves us with, uh, I think, an interesting set of qualifiers. I have to say, I don't think there'll be many upsets now. Of course, upsets hard to predict because, the, 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 by definition, you don't see them coming. Shock results, but I think, in general, I think the seeds will flourish pretty much. I'd be surprised if there were more than sort of four or maybe five seeds to lose. But you know, there'll be a couple that you, don't, you just don't see coming bottom line is it's going to be fun finding out isn't it Uh, the world championship starts on the BBC and Eurosport and other platforms around the world on Saturday UK time 10am thanks for all the emails in the meantime a lot of banal conversations and meetings with snooker players I will deal with all those in due course but right now it's time to look forward to the greatest snooker show on earth it would be nice if people could be positive about snooker over the next 17 days we're going to get one, one thing you will see is feature writers from London newspapers going up for the day uh, giving, treating us to their vast knowledge and insight in, into a sport they don't cover at all telling everyone it's in crisis and blah 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 and they go swanning off back to London to the day job which is writing boring articles about football so that's what, that's what we'll be seeing we'll be seeing plenty of that but when people tell you that Snooker's in trouble well, they should tune into the World Championship because it's going to be going out live around the world for 17 days. We've got long-term broadcast contracts in place. The fans have embraced snooker in terms of ticket sales brilliantly over the last year or so. And on Saturday, there'll be announcements about new events. So things are actually pretty good. Obviously, we know there's bad stuff as well. Every sport has that. But the World Championship is our shop window, It's our chance to show people how great snooker is. So I just want to say good luck to everyone involved and may the best man win. I'll be back at some point, but for now, as we always say, we say good, enjoy the world championship, but we also say goodbye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.